applause. None needed. We were going to get there eventually. We're here. What the hell's going on with this guy? <laughs> Now, I don't know if he's, if he's just a bit of a dick or if it's just like a, like a Dallas Cowboys thing. See, that could be taken a bunch of different ways. That's just... <laughs> What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another new episode of the Fantasy Football Champs podcast. This is your host, Mark, along here with AJ. What's up, everybody? Episode 7, mock draft recap from the other day. I'm excited for this one. Yep, it was, uh, it was a ton of fun. So in case you guys didn't know, what we did was we came out with our official Facebook group and we got a bunch of followers in there, really knowledgeable fantasy players. And we all, we hosted a mock draft and uh, we did 14 rounds, 12 team half point PPR. And we did the whole thing. The chat was popping the whole time. A lot of sniping, a lot of reaching. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. So in today's episode, like AJ said, we're gonna go through round by round, point out some picks that we like, some picks that we might not, that we might not have liked. Then we're gonna recap each team and we're gonna go over its strengths and its flaws. And it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We've got a, a lot of feedback for you guys and uh... I had a lot of fun. We're gonna have to do another one of these pretty, uh, pretty soon. Yeah, no, we definitely do. A lot of people were trying to get in. Unfortunately, we weren't able, we weren't able to squeeze everybody in. But we'll, uh, we'll make sure to do more of these in the future. And then once it gets closer to the football season, we can do a real draft and uh, get some people in here, and then we can battle it out for real, which will be exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that for sure. All right, so before we get into the show, uh, we have to talk about Twitter. Now, you guys, I already know most of you guys listening to this have followed our Twitter, but if you haven't yet, why not? What's the, what's, what's the problem here? So maybe you don't know what it is. The Twitter is at champs underscore podcast. So go ahead and give that a follow. The Instagram is fantasy underscore champs. So go ahead and follow us over there. We're posted on both of those pretty frequently, so make sure you check that out. And then the new Facebook group, all you got to do is search Fantasy Football Champs Podcast and then just look for the logo and we'll be right there. Make sure you guys are joining that. We opened that up not even a week ago and we already got, I think, about 100 people, maybe a little more in there. And it's just been a lot of fun keeping in touch with all you guys. And that's a good way to uh, to join the community. Yeah. Our, uh, our podcast, our group, it's by the people for the people. You know what I'm saying? We're uh, we're all just a bunch of fancy players that just love doing it. I look forward to fancy football 
as soon as, soon as the Super Bowl's over, I'm ready for next season. Yeah, like the offseason never stops for me. I'm always keeping tabs on all the players. I, I, I love playing fantasy football. That's what we're trying to bring with this podcast. So we appreciate all the followers, but we've got to get them up a little bit more. Let's get right into this episode. Let's do it. Yeah. So you guys have been doing a really good job following, but we got to keep on spreading the word and getting the numbers up even more. Um, as you guys know, we partnered with Sleeper Wire Network, which is really cool. They reached out to us and they liked what we were doing. So they decided to, to partner with us. And as a celebratory thing, you mentioned how this is a podcast by the people for the people. So for the people, we are giving away an autographed Saquon Barkley jersey. And AJ, do you know? Would you like to hear what you got to do to enter? I bet it's easy. What do you got to do? Well, you think autographed Saquon Barkley jersey? You probably got to what? Sell your firstborn, or you got to like put a bunch of zeros on a checkbook. But it's actually way easier. All you got to do is give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. That's it. Leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show, and then you're eligible to win. And we'll be doing the giveaway once we hit 50 five-star reviews. Last I checked, I think we're at 14 or 15. So if you want a chance to enter it, all you got to do, five-star review takes two seconds out of your day, a couple clicks of a mouse, and uh, then you're, you're eligible to enter. And that'd be a pretty sweet gift, especially with the football season right around the corner. Yeah, hang that up. I mean, if you're a Giants fan, even if you're not, Barkley's a great, great young player. Going to be going first in just about every draft, unless I have the first pick, but yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's, it's funny because a lot of the uh, a lot of the football community out there, they like to only rep uh, jerseys and stuff of players on their team. But when it comes to fantasy football, it's almost like you're still all about your team in real life, but you have respect for the guys on your fantasy squad. So I'm a diehard Patriot fan, so I like to have a ton of Patriot stuff. But when it comes to memorabilia, I got... A, uh, I got in the mail recently a nice autographed Joe Mixon jersey that you can see a picture of on the Twitter and the Instagram. And obviously, I'm not a Bengals fan, but when it comes to fantasy football, Joe Mixon's my guy. So you represent your guys when it comes to memorabilia like that. So the Saquon Barkley jersey, even for a Patriots fan, you know we hate the Giants, but I take a Saquon jersey for sure. Speaking of Joe Mixon, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but. You could have taken him in this draft, but you passed. We're going to have to get into that a little bit more. Yeah, trust me. Mixon's my guy, but I have a really good reason why I passed. It was an unexpected reason, and uh, yeah, we'll get to that. But before we get into that, let's get into the news. So we got four bits of news for you today. The first one broke this afternoon, and that is that Tyree Kill is scheduled to meet with NFL officials on Wednesday, this Wednesday. So there's a good chance we're going to know what the suspension is in just a couple of days. I uh, I don't really know what to expect here. I- I'm kind of anticipating maybe like, I mean, at least four, maybe as many as eight. But, I mean, uh, I'm going to be staying tuned to to hear the outcome of this. It's, this is going to be a big deal for fantasy. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I think I want to say it's going to be 8 to 10, 
But I think because there was no video of it, like when Cream Hunt, like when Cream Hunt kicked that girl, that was a video. So that was that was just a really bad look. There's no video of this, so I feel like maybe it could be four. But for now, I'm ranking it and I'm going in there with it in my mind that it's going to be six. I just feel like it's going to be a six-game suspension. Yeah, it's probably right in the middle somewhere in there. Okay, so more on that. We'll update you guys on social media once we hear more about that. So let's get into the second thing. Now, this one is going to hit close to your heart, and is that Sonny Michelle reportedly is progressing quickly through his knee scope and that he will be a full go at the start of training camp. What do you think about this? Uh, you already know I'm pumped about that. I got that alert on my phone the other day saying he's progressing very quickly. He's running at full tilt, they said. I am very excited for that. But, I mean, we need to see this guy stay healthy. So, I mean, I'm glad. He, I'm super pumped. He's looking good now. But uh, hopefully he can uh, keep it going all season. Yeah, it definitely makes me feel a little more confident in Sony Michelle for sure. I was... I was starting to come down on him just a little bit with the emergence of Harris in the off-field. Um, not in the, oh, the off-field. With, uh, with Harris in the, uh, in the OTAs and just hearing glowing reports out of him. So I was starting to come down on Sony a little. But hearing this, I mean, if his knee's going to be 100% and this is just a precautionary procedure like they've been saying, there's no reason to shy away from him because he's... Patriots are such a high-scoring offense. They're going to be living in the red zone, and Sony Michelle knows how to get the rock in that zone. So I like Sony Michelle. This is really positive news. Yeah, I mean, the guy had like six touchdowns in the playoffs. So I mean, it's not like uh, like he started off slow. Obviously, he was a rookie, but one, I mean, once he hit the ground, he hit the ground running. And uh, if only he stayed healthy more. I mean, he had the knee injury. He could have had a pretty big year, so he's definitely somebody you want to keep your eye on. I obviously, everybody knows, I'm super high on Sony, so I'm hoping he stays healthy. Uh, all right, and we're gonna keep it in New England because I got a report on my phone, and just to paint the picture for you, it was, I believe it was on, when was it? I think it was on Saturday. So the Saturday, I'm with my wife and kids at a playground, right? And we're walking around, my daughter goes down the slide, my phone buzzes, I look at it, and I had to do a double take when I read this notification. It said, and all it said, it popped up, it goes, Tom Brady intends to foster Josh Gordon. And I had to read it twice, because I was like, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) What did you think when you got that? I mean, I liked it. I think it's good. I mean, he's he's in. I mean, if if he's gonna work his issues out, what better locker room to do it than you know in New England? Like his locker is right next to Brady. It's you got Edelman. You got a lot of good locker room guys. So I mean, you hope the guy can straighten his life out. He's a phenomenal player. We all know that. But uh, I mean, I think what Brady sees in him is just that. I think Brady sees that he's a player that could very much help our team. And he wants to do everything he can to get him on track to play. It's just a matter of really if Gordon's gonna buy into it or not. So I mean, I think and any I mean I know it's a lot of New England talk right right now, but I think any fantasy football player knows what Josh Gordon's capable of. 
So hopefully this guy can get his shit together. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Josh Gordon is an absolute monster on the field. And like there's like you said, there's nobody better than Tom Brady when it comes to like looking out for you and making sure you get on the right page. And the fact that Brady's going out of his way to help, you know Brady sees something in the kid and they want it to work. So with all this happening, because then not only did we get the, the Foster comment, but we saw the uh, the Tom Brady and Gordon where they were essentially playing catch uh, recently too. So it just makes you feel like Josh Gordon will be back this season. We don't know when. They haven't updated a timetable on how, how much time he was going to be missing. But I do fully expect him to be back this year. So uh, hopefully we get that news soon before drafts. But if you don't, he could be a very sneaky last pick of the draft to just draft and stash. Because if he comes back in like week four, you could be getting yourself a wide receiver one, wide receiver two type talent. And you essentially don't have to even pay for him. So that's something to keep in mind for sure. Yeah, one other thing too about that whole situation. Uh, I read something today that I guess back when when uh, Gordon got suspended initially, uh, the talk behind the scenes was that he could be reinstated by training camp. So I think that's more of a motivator for Tom Brady to kind of bring him in and make sure he's you know following the right path. Uh, and another thing, the fantasy implications of that are bigger than just Gordon. If if Gordon does come back early enough, that's going to limit Nikhil Harry too. Side of this, we, we're going to have to pay attention to. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so and for our last bit of news, it's just a comment. Now, Amari Cooper came out and he said that he his goal this season is 2,000 receiving yards. That that is insane. What do you think? Is this even possible? I mean, anything's possible, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I, I do see Cooper having a gigantic year. Like I'm very high on Amari Cooper, but 2000. I mean, I know Megatron tried, you know, before he retired, and he couldn't do it. So I don't know if Cooper's capable of doing it. Yeah, I. I, I uh, th- this is a long shot. I really don't see it. Now, Celtics fan here, KG, anything's possible. Well, he needs, he needs to calm down, slow down. Like, uh, it's, oh, man. I, hey, if he does and he's on your team, that's spectacular. But I just don't see it being too uh, too much of a uh, possibility. I mean, it's a, right, hell of a it's a hell of a goal to set for yourself, I'll tell you that. But not likely. Not likely indeed. All right, so that's going to do it for the news. So how about we jump right into this mock draft? Now, as we, as we stated, we did a 12-team mock draft. Me and AJ both, we didn't draft together. We did two separate teams. So... The rest of the 10 are all community members. Now, with the first pick, it was going for ships. Second pick was AJ. Third pick was the Mad Titan, which I respect because it looks like he's a Titans fan, but the Mad Titan could be a Thanos reference, so I'm feeling that if that's what that is. Fourth pick was Major Used. Fifth pick was A. Hood. Uh, Sixth pick was Army Life. Seventh pick was Ray's Merc. And you have eighth pick because the one that got it doesn't show the name. 
Eighth pick was John Solo. All right, so John Solo had the eighth pick. Ninth pick was Whitehead. Tenth pick was Yellow Mike. Eleventh pick was yours truly. And twelfth pick was Fantasy God. Now, this was a half-point PPR snake draft. We did only 14 rounds. We're probably going to go over uh, 12 rounds. We're going to leave out the defenses and kickers unless somebody reached on a defense. Uh, no reaching. Uh, it was only 13 rounds, by the way, just to correct you real quick on that. Well, yeah, thanks for that. Okay, Not so. That it matters. I'm just saying. You know, there might be somebody out there listening like, oh, no, it's 13. Mark's a stupid idiot. <laughs> Which I, I wouldn't agree with. I'm just saying. I hope nobody out there would say that. That's a real dick thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, I was thinking it. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that doesn't surprise me, but, uh, <laughs> all right, let, let, let's just get into this. So, let's start round one. Yeah, we're going to go round one. We're going to go through through all the picks, and then we're going to backtrack. We're going to point out some, some picks that we liked, maybe some we didn't like. So, for the first four picks, it was pretty much the status quo. It goes Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, and Alvin Kamara. Now, the first wide receiver goes off the board at the five spot, DeAndre Hopkins. No surprise there. Sixth pick was Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell at the 1-6. Then at 1-7, it was Melvin Gordon, followed up by Devontae Adams at 8. Todd Gurley, 9. David Johnson fell to 10. James Conner at 11. And Michael Thomas at 12. Okay, AJ, so... Point out some of these picks and let me know if you liked them, if you didn't like them, if you thought it was a reach. Just give me some, uh, give me your opinion. Uh, a couple things I noticed. Well, obviously, I took McCaffrey over Elliott. Everybody knows I'm very high in Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I actually like Hopkins going at five. I know some people may think, ah, oh, you know, that's a little high for a receiver, but nah. I mean, Hopkins is worthy of that. Bell at six. That could be like the ultimate. That's like a that's like a power pick right there because that pick it just shows confidence. You know what I mean? So, Army Life made you know Bell off the he took Bell off the board at six. I like that. I don't know if I would take him that high. It's a ballsy move. And uh, the last thing I noticed about the first round was Todd Gurley over David Johnson. That's risky. That is very risky. I would go DJ. I mean, honestly, I would take DJ top five. But, I mean, Gurley, Gurley with the knee issues, I don't know. That's that's tricky. What would you think about the first round? Uh, the, the first round, it was actually nice because there was some surprises for me. Um, I didn't think McCaffrey would go over Zeke. But when I saw that you had the second pick, I wasn't surprised. But if I had the third pick, I'd be ecstatic with Zeke at three. Hopkins at five, totally cool with Le'Veon Bell at six. When Army Life made this pick, I had to show him respect in the chat. That's that's essentially like you put your nuts on the table with that one, and you're showing that you're here to play. You're playing for keeps. Le'Veon Bell at six. That's a statement right there. I like that a lot. Now, Devontae Adams going at eight. I feel like that's a really good pick at eight. I thought he'd go a little higher than that, probably over Le'Veon. Um, Gurley at nine. Again, right now, he's been falling into the second round. Uh, I actually messaged Whitehead in the chat about that, and he said he's not 
as low as everyone else on Gurley. So, I mean, if you play your you play your hand with Gurley, and if you're right, then getting that talented player at the one nine is just spectacular. So that that's a, definitely a risky one, though. David Johnson at ten. I uh, I was kind of tilting because I thought he was going to fall to me at eleven. If I could get David Johnson at eleven, I would have been ecstatic. But of course, he goes one before me because Yellow Mike couldn't pass him up. So David Johnson at ten—that's a steal in my opinion. And then at the eleventh pick, I took James Conner. Um, I was really hoping for DJ, so my the James Conner pick doesn't feel as good knowing that David Johnson went one before and I was so close. Then fantasy God, fantasy God, we're gonna go right into the second round here. Fantasy God went Michael Thomas at twelve, and then he followed up with Odell at the 2-1. So he goes back-to-back wide receiver. And that's a hell of a combo, Michael Thomas and Odell. And then I took Julio Jones with the second pick in the second round, followed up by Joe Mixon, Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Evans, George Kittle at the 2-7, Damian Williams at 2-8, Dalvin Cook at 2-9, Leonard Fournette at 2-10, Antonio Brown at 2-11, and Nick Chubb at the two twelve. So, what do you like or dislike in the second round? Oh man, kettles and bits in the second round. I don't know if I would take him in the second round. I'm not that high on George Kittle. I know you. I know you like him. Um, Julio Jones failed you in the second round, and it basically forced your hand to pass on your boy Mixon. It absolutely forced my hand like I was telling you in the uh in the pre-show meeting I really was expecting to go Mixon with the start of the second round I would have even taken Mixon in the first but James Conner was there and I felt Jim James Conner was probably a little safer so when I took Conner I was like okay I'm gonna go Conner and Mixon and I'll start off with two running backs and then I saw Julio was there and I, I couldn't bring myself to take Mixon over Julio. So I was like, I can start off a draft with Connor and Julio. I was like, I'll take that. And then, of course, I felt good about the Julio when I did it. And then when you see the very next pick, Yellow Mike takes Mixon, I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, did I just make a big mistake? Yeah, it's, that's tough. That's tough when uh, you basically get your hand forced because somebody you can't pass falls to you. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but it, it definitely can suck. Uh... Another thing I know, like, I, I I am high on Antonio Brown, so getting him at the end of the second was nice for me, in my opinion. And uh, Mad Titan with Zeke and Fournette as a two-headed monster running back, that is pretty nice. Yep, that is, that's definitely a nice combo. Out of, the, uh, out of the first two rounds, there's one, two, three, four. There's four teams that went running back, running back. And Zeke and Fournette is probably the best. Or if it's not the best, it's definitely in contention for, for running backs. I mean, you could say Barkley and Chubb could rival it. rival it, But both those are uh, pretty solid. We'll see if they can fill out their team with some good receivers, though. Because, you know, going running back, running back, it can be a little tough to fill out the rest of your team to, uh, to make you feel good about it. Yeah, that is true. All right, so a couple things that I wanted to bring up with it. Um, I think Fantasy God with Michael Thomas and Odell, that is a absolutely terrifying wide receiver core right there. That 
is probably the best one-two punch you can have. You can argue that, uh, again, it's, it's the guy who backed out of the draft. I can't remember what his name was. John Solo. John Solo, my guy. John Solo with Devontae Adams and Juju Smith-Schuster. That is also a absolutely terrifying wide receiver one-two punch to have. And again, we'll see if they can fill it out. It's just like going running back, running back, going receiver, receiver. And, you know, running backs get very thin very quick. So we'll see if they can fill out their roster. But those are definitely two scary-looking teams so far. So let's hook right into the third round. And it starts off with going for ships, takes T.Y. Hilton, his first wide receiver off the board. You go Devontae Freeman, followed up by Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack at 3-6. I was hoping he'd fall to me at the 3-11, but he goes at 3-6. Derrick Henry up to the 3-7. Tarion Johnson, 3-8. Stephon Diggs, 3-9. And then Yellow Mike again, major tilting for me. At the 3-10, he takes A.J. Green. And I was one pick away from getting my guy again. Yellow Mike, I think I'm not letting you in the next mock. <laughs> so I know, I know that one hurt you. That one hurt for sure. So he took AJ Green at the 310. I took the first rookie off the board, Josh Jacobs at 311. And then Fantasy God went Philip Lindsay at 312. All right, break down this round for me. Uh, this round, I mean. AJ Green, honestly, the only real notes I made about this uh, this round was just AJ Green getting sniped right in front of you. That was entertaining for me. So, Yellow Mike, I applaud you for that one. That hurt on so many levels. I was so upset. I've been the guy for the last for the last like two three weeks. I've been the guy saying that AJ Green in the third round is an absolute steal. He has top 10 wide receiver potential and getting in the third round is just not even fair. And I was one pick away, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, what'd you think about that run? Uh, aside of getting sniped. Aside of getting sniped, I did notice there was some interesting things that happened. Now, going for ships, he's like we said, he went uh, running back, running back with Barkley and Chubb. Then he came back with T.Y. Hilton for his wide receiver one. He definitely salvaged that because T.Y. Hilton will probably be, he's a back end wide receiver one, but you can feel pretty good about having him as your one. So he definitely, uh, I think he did it nicely with getting T.Y. there. You took Devontae Freeman, who, if he's healthy and plays 16, that could be a steal at 3-2. I mean, just a few years ago, he was going in the top half of the first round. So getting him at 3-2. And, uh, I mean, Coleman's gone, so it's going to be Freeman's backfield now. So that's that's uh, that could be a good pick. The Thielen, Mad Titan, he had the Zeke and Fournette start. He came back with Adam Thielen. So just like going for ships, he, he fixed his team nicely where he was able to get a nice wide receiver in there. And then uh, Major U's did the same thing. He was another team that started off running back, running back, and he was able to get uh, he was able to get Keenan Allen as his wide receiver one. So that's also solid. And then, I mean, the Aaron Jones at three five and Marlon Mack at three six. Those two running backs have been going right next to each other, and all the mocks that I've been doing, they both va- seem to be valued about the same. 
and both of them have really high upside this year. I like both of those guys. I was kind of sad that neither of them got to me. I thought one of them would get to me at the 311, but they didn't make it past the middle of the round. Um, yeah, Yellow Mike really screwed me. And then Fantasy God. Now, Fantasy God might have waited a little too long when it came to the running back. Now, there was a ton of running backs taken in the first three rounds, and having that last pick on the swing can be tough. He ended up getting Philip Lindsay as his RB1. Now, as scary as his two receivers are, Michael Thomas and Odell, Philip Lindsay, I don't think he's scaring anybody this year. So the Lindsay at the RB1, that's that's tough. Um, me, personally, I'm down on Lindsay this year, so it might be a little bias on my part. What do you think of Philip Lindsay this year? Uh, I'm kind of down on him too. I think uh, I think Royce Freeman might have a little bit bigger role than he had last year. Um, but I mean, Lindsey played well last year, so I mean, if he does what he did last year, he'll be okay. But still, I I, I personally wouldn't be comfortable with him as my RB one. No, I totally agree with you. Now, in his defense, there was 20 running backs gone in the first three rounds. So that is, uh, that is pretty crazy. Now, I took the first rookie running back. I took Josh Jacobs at the 311. Now, I wanted A.J. Green there, but when A.J. Green was sniped, I could have went Lindsey. I could have went with Terry Cohen or somebody like that, Lamar Miller. But I went with Jacobs because I thought that Jacobs has upside, and I think Jacobs could be really good in Oakland. Oakland beefed up that offensive line, and now they have uh, – Antonio Brown there, so they can't really stack the box. I think Josh Jacobs would be a good play. So let's get right into the fourth round. So after Fantasy God took Philip Lindsay, he came back around and he did it. He's the one that did it. Patrick Mahomes at the 4-1. Yeah, I mean, he had the swing pick, so you could say, oh, he got it at the end of the third. But saying you got Mahomes in the fourth round just feels great to say. So you can't be mad at that. So he goes Mahomes, and then I had the uh, – or two, I took David Montgomery, so I went back-to-back rookie running backs, which is very risky. After Montgomery, Yellow Mike took Zach Ertz, the third trade end off the board. Uh, Whitehead goes Mario Cooper, followed by Tyreek Hill by, was it John Solo? Yep, John Solo. John Solo. I really should pencil that in, but John Solo took Tyreek Hill at the 4-5. Again, we don't know what's going on with him, so that's pretty risky. Followed up by uh, Julian Edelman, Kenny Galladay, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. So the two Rams going back-to-back. Andrew Luck. Mad Titan takes Andrew Luck at the 410. You, no surprise here, took uh, Sony Michelle. Pretty sure everybody could see that coming, but that's a really good value where you got him. And then uh, going for ships, rounds out the round with Chris Carson. So break it down for me. Uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, I personally like Sony and Chris Carson better than Montgomery, Lindsey, Jacobs, Carrion, Derrick Henry, maybe Aaron Jones. Like I, that, I like those two running backs. I had them both last year and at the end of the year, they stepped up in a major way. I think they're going to carry on right over to to what they're going to, you know, right into this season. No pun intended. Um, so getting Sony there that late in the fourth, I was I was pumped for that. Uh, Andrew Luck going, that's a good pick. He's going to have another monster year. Terry Kill, that's too high for me at this point in time. 
obviously if we find out Wednesday, you know, it's going to be a shorter suspension. I could see that, but fourth round, John Solo, that's a little high for me. Uh, Amari Cooper, that's a great, great pick, especially pairing him up with Diggs. So, I mean, wait, hey, that's a, that's a good move right there. Um, you taking two rookie running backs back to back, that's a big deal. That is, that's risky. Uh, I mean, Montgomery, Montgomery looks good, but you know, you know, Cohen is going to have a big role in that offense. Josh Jacobs, he's in a better situation, so I get that one for sure. Uh, and then Mahomes, I mean, it's Mahomes. He, he's gonna, he's could throw another fifty. So, uh, I mean, that was a that was a good round. Some surprises, but where I stand, I'm happy I got Sony that late. Yeah, Sony and Carson's were definitely two good running backs at the end of the round. Um, you mentioned you liked those guys better than Montgomery, Lindsey, and Jacobs. I. I went with the two running backs. Like I said, in the third round, I like Josh Jacobs a lot. The David Montgomery, like I was saying in the pre-show, I actually like David Montgomery more than Josh Jacobs. But Josh Jacobs is ranked higher, so I wasn't sure if he'd get back to me. Now, I like David Montgomery a lot. I think Tyreek Cohen, I mean, Cohen's not going anywhere, but I don't think Cohen's role is going to expand. I think he's going to be the same one-trick pony. But there's a big difference between David Montgomery and – uh. Jordan Howard, and that's David Montgomery can catch the ball. So I think Terry Cohen's production is actually going to come down a little as Montgomery uh, becomes a potential three-down back over there for Chicago. So that, that was an upside pick. I mean, the fourth round running back, I mean, that's that's not bad. I'll, I mean, it is definitely risky taking the two running backs, don't get me wrong, but I think I'd give it a shot. I mean, it's a mock draft, so let's see how Let's see how the team looks at the end with the two rookies in there. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you could you could be looking like a genius. Honestly, I mean, who's to say they, they, these guys could blow up? So, I mean, it's a very early mock draft. So, uh, there's still a lot to be determined with all these players. But, yeah, I mean, it could work out for you. All right. So, let's get right into the fifth round. So, after Chris Carson for going for ships at 412, he, he comes back. With Cooper Cup at 5-1, you go Tyler Lockett at 5-2. Mad Titan goes Kenny and Drake at 5-3. Major Use goes Chris Godwin at 5-4. I like Godwin a lot. That's that's uh, He's a big-time sleeper this year, but seeing I was going in the fifth round, maybe the secret's out. A. Hood goes to Sean Watson at 5-5. And for those of you keeping track at home, A. Hood now has DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson. That is... In my opinion, the best one-two receiver quarterback combo you can get. Big fan of that stack, so I love that pick. Army Life goes Mike Williams at 5'6", Aaron Rodgers at 5'7", Mark Ingram at 5'8", Alshon Jeffries 5'9", Calvin Ridley at 5'10", Sammy Watkins at 5'11", and Tariq Cohen at 5'12". That um, that Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, that, that, that is such a good connection to have. I actually had that connection last year, but I just happened to draft Mahomes in the last round. So Deshaun ended up being on my bench. Uh, and Mark Ingram, I'm super high on Mark Ingram. I was thinking about drafting Mark Ingram in the fourth, but when I saw Sony there, I couldn't I couldn't do that. And I wasn't about to take four running backs before I can lock up my receiver too. So I took Lockett. I think Antonio Brown and, and Tyler Lockett's a good combo to have. 
uh, for locking up three running backs already. Uh, Sammy Watkins, you took Sammy Watkins. He, it, depending on this Tyreek Hill suspension, Sammy Watkins could be a phenomenal steal right there. And uh, even Cohen, I, I know you're high in Montgomery, but I Cohen is going to have a big, enormous role in this offense as not just the receiving back or the change of pace. Like he, he's going to be in there quite often. So he'll probably be in there with Montgomery at, at times. So that's a good value at the uh, at the end of the round there. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Jeffrey is always solid. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, if you listen to the last episode, I'm kind of down on him. But, uh, yeah, what would you think? Um, well, I took Sammy Watkins at 5'11". That is because I still believe Tyreek Hill is going to be suspended for six games. So, I like the I liked going to Watkins there. Um, Whitehead went Alshon Jeffries at the 5'9". I am very down on Alshon this year. I mean... The guy, his touchdowns were so low last year, and then they they added all these new weapons. Not to mention Deshaun Jackson is going to be stealing some of those touchdowns away too. So I'm down on Alshon personally, so I wouldn't have gone with him there. Um, Aaron Rodgers at 5'7". Anytime you can get Aaron Rodgers as the what fourth quarterback off the board, like you'll be happy with that. Mike Williams at the 5'6". I love Mike Williams, but I feel like you probably could have got him maybe a round or two later. That might have been a little early, in my opinion. I love the Godwin at 5'4". Like I said, I thought he was a sleeper, but apparently Major Used is on to that. Um, Matt Titan, the Kenyan Drake at 5'3". Now he has Zeke, Fournette, and Drake. I'm a Drake guy this year. Now that uh, Adam Gaze is out of town, I think Miami might finally be like, hey, let's go with one running back and Let's go with our most talented running back. So I like Kenyon Drake, so I think that was a really good pick. So that's a really solid flex with uh, Zeke and Fournette at the one and two. Um, Lockett, I think Lockett's going to have a big year, so I like where you went with him at the five two. And going for ship, Cooper Cup at five one. That's all going to come down to how, how healthy he is when he comes back. If Cooper Cup comes back and he played like he did last year before the injury, that is an absolute bargain in the fifth round. If he's kind of slow, if he comes back and he just isn't the same guy, maybe Robert Woods and a Brandon Cooks might have pushed Cooper Cup a little further down now, and maybe those two guys will stand out a little more. But Cooper Cup, kind of a risky pick at, at the 5-1. I probably would have went with Lockett over Cup, to be honest. But, I mean, if Cup is healthy, then you can't you can't knock that pick. Yeah, no, he could be, uh, he could be a steal right there. Uh, just to touch real quick on the Mad Titan. So having Elliott, Fournette, and then Drake in the flex, that is uh, – he's got the right idea. He's got – I could tell he has a similar idea of how I like to build my teams. And same thing with uh, going for ships. It, like if you look at those teams, you got Barkley, Chubb, and Carson. you got three very strong RB1s, and you're flexing one out. I got McCaffrey, Freeman, Sony. Zeke, Fournette, and Drake in the flex. I mean, that that is, I mean, you're loaded. You're absolutely loaded at running back. So I definitely like the way Mad Titan and going for ships has started their teams. Yep, no, I agree. Now, those those three-headed uh, running backs sound a little better than mine. I mean, I got James Conner, which I love, but then Josh Jacobs and Montgomery is such question marks. But it looks like through this point in the draft, our teams are the only ones that have – Three running backs, I believe. 
Uh, looks that way, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so we're the ones that are heavy on the running backs, but I, like I said, I got the two rookies in there, so we don't really know how that's going to turn out yet. So after the fantasy guy took Cohen at 5'12", he came back around with Tyler Boyd at 6'1", which I really like, followed up by DJ Moore at 6'2". That was my pick. Yellow Mike went Darius Geis, taking a flyer. Whitehead goes Lamar Miller at 6'4", followed up by Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron. So we got two tight ends back-to-back. We got a little tight end run going. Then James White at 6'7", Evan Ingram at 6'8", O.J. Howard at 6'9". So we have a huge tight end run going in this round. Allen Robinson at 6'10". And then probably the steal of the draft. At 6'11", A.J., you somehow managed to get the tight end one at the 6-11. How does that feel? It feels fantastic. Possible tight end one. You and your love for Jared Cook is ridiculous, and <laughs> you made a huge mistake. Jared Cook fucking sucks. <laughs> Got it! As soon as you made that pick, I was so happy, and it just felt so right. I even mentioned in the chat, I was like, yep, what a steal. See, here's the thing with Jared Cook, okay? I've I've been a fan of him. I'm not saying, hey, I'm a Jared Cook fan. I got his jersey in my closet. No, all right? Fantasy-wise, this guy has potential. He's everything you want in a tight end. He's big, athletic. He's fast for his size. He's kind of like Delaney Walker, but I believe he's a little bigger than Delaney Walker. He just hasn't had... The right situation happened. He's in New Orleans with Drew Brees. He's gonna get looks in the red zone. He's gonna have routes. He's gonna get the ball. I, I mean, I'm comfortable taking him as my tight end where I got him. And I knew you were gonna have something to say when I picked him. But um, no, yeah, that's that's pretty great. And just real quick to close out this round, going for ships took Landry. I think that's a huge move for him because like we were just saying with Cooper Cup's injury and, and we're not really sure if he's going to be the same player he was before he got hurt getting Landry that late I mean I, I actually like Landry better than Cup so if I was if I was going for ships I'd probably flop them and uh, and see how Cooper's looking but um, yeah come on I mean Jared Cook Allen Robinson's going to have a better year than he had last year I'm not that big on O.J. Howard, but it's the same reason why I'm not that big on Chris Godwin either. Is I'm not big on Jameis. The only the only buck I like is obviously Mike Evans because I mean you can't really miss that guy. He's gigantic. Evan Ingram I, I do like. James White I mean he's going to be flexed out for Army Life. That's not bad at all, especially in the half point. Eric Ebron is like a touchdown machine. Now in this round though, I will say this. I will say this. Before I took Jared Cook, I wanted Hunter Henry. Hunter Hunter Henry went to John Solo earlier before I could get my hands on him. So I was hoping Hunter was going to fall. But, you know, I'll take Cook. You know, um, I'm super psyched about that. And uh, you taking DJ Moore, I like a lot. And Tyler Boyd is another one I like a lot. They're two guys that are going in, like, the middle of drafts. And, uh... I mean, they're, they're going to put up numbers. Yeah, I agree. I, 
if I could have picked between DJ Moore and Tyler Boyd, I would have took Boyd over Moore. But I'm okay with either of those guys. I think they'll be potentially about the same. So a couple more things in this round. Like I mentioned, Darius Geis. I mean, that's definitely a flyer pick right there. I mean, we don't know what this kid can do in the NFL yet. I mean, he looked great in preseason, but he tore that ACL. So they still got they brought Peterson back on a contract, which is a little concerning, in my opinion, because if Geis was where he should be in his recovery, why would they need to bring Peterson back? So that kind of makes me a little nervous. Um, what a tight end for huh? Five tight ends in the sixth round. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that's a hell of a run. I'm just happy my guy landed where he deserved to be. The one guy that has faith in him. The one guy standing that has faith in Jared Cook. I'll take you all day, buddy. Uh, the other problem, though, is uh, actually not a problem, but the Geist pick. If I remember right in the chat, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Yellow Mike meant to pick him. I think maybe I saw something there. Maybe he didn't mean to pick him or whatever happened, but... I mean, regardless, Geis could be a phenomenal steal there. But he's come back from the injury, and them sending AP back. Uh, I think I'm staying away from that backfield as a as a whole, to be honest. Yeah, me too. All right, so after going for ships, takes Jarvis Landry at the six twelve. He comes back with Tevin Coleman at seven one. You get your quarterback off the board here at 7-2 with Baker Mayfield. Mad Titan goes Rashad Penny at 7-3, followed up by Latavius Murray at 7-4. Daryl Henderson at 7-5 to the non-Todd Gurley owner. That's interesting. Dante Pettis at 7-6. Will Fuller at 7-7. Royce Freeman at 7-8. Miles Standard. Uh, Standard. Miles Sanders at 7-9. Jordan Howard at 7-10. Right next to each other, back-to-back, Miles Sanders and Howard. Rookie going over the veteran. I took Matt Ryan at 7-11. At 7-11, completing the Atlanta stack of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. And Fantasy God goes David and Joku at 7-12. I love the Matt Ryan-Julio connection. Uh, Like we were saying in our quarterbacks episode, Matt Ryan is severely underrated. He's... He's been the top two quarterback two of the last three years. Uh, I mean, Matt Ryan's a stud. And Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders going right next to each other. Like we said also, I'm standing like I'm standing away from Philly's backfield. I'm staying far away from Philly's backfield. Uh, if I was forced to take one, I would take Howard, to be honest. Uh, Dante Pettis, they're saying he's the, the clean-cut number one receiver over there. So let's see how that pans out. That could be good. Uh, yeah, Daryl Henderson going to the non-Gurley owner. That that's tough. If you take Gurley, you oh, I mean the two the two running backs in my opinion you need to lock up the handcuffs. Uh, Todd Gurley and Dalvin Cook. Now I mean we'll get to it we'll get to it later. But I ended up taking Alexander Madison late in this draft, and I was surprised he was still there. I mean if if you have Cook, you gotta you gotta lock him up now. The thing with Gurley is I feel like it's it's tricky because everybody knows Gurley is an injury risk. So people are going to target Henderson. I mean, it, you may think, oh, I can wait a couple rounds. 
I'll get I'll get my handcuff, you know, and a couple rounds and that. But people are gonna take Henderson before you. They're gonna try to because they know they could have an RB one in their hands sooner rather than later. And so I mean, you gotta be careful. Or they could just do it for trade bait. We had a guy in our league, your buddy Dylan, Mark, and he would uh he would take. Remember that one year he took everybody's handcuff, and I told him it was a mistake because his bench was trash because nobody was gonna play on his bench because. Everybody was handcuffed, though. So the only way anybody was going to gain time on the field is if somebody else got hurt. It, it doesn't work. So just lock up your handcuffs if you take one of these guys early. It, you'll do yourself a favor. Um, I mean, yeah, and then I, I got Baker. I'm high. I'm super high on Baker Mayfield this year. And uh, I'm not that big on Rashad Penny. But I will say this. Having Chris Carson last year... It was very annoying because I, I would watch some of the Seahawks games, whether it's on red zone or whatever, and I would be so annoyed with Rashad Penny because it was like the Seahawks were forcing this kid in the game. He wasn't really playing that well, but he was taken away from Chris Carson. When Chris Carson's like hurtling over players and trucking everybody, looking good, and they would just keep forcing this kid the ball, and it just didn't make sense to me. And Tevin Coleman, I like a lot in San Fran. We're not sure how McKinnon's going to come back. So Coleman balled out in Atlanta. So I, I think I think if he gets the Rock as the RB one over there, he could be a, that could be a lot of value right there. Yeah, it could be. I'm personally staying away from the San Francisco backfield just because they had too many guys. They got too many guys over there. It's too crowded because you got Coleman, you got uh, McKinnon. They paid big money to to be the guy over there. And then you got uh, Mozart, who they said is going to make the roster for his special teams ability. And then uh, the other kid over there that's always hurt. What's his uh, What's his Matt name? Brita. Matt Brita. And he is a great running back, but he does not get enough credit over there. Yep, Brita. So they got four running backs that are going to make the team. So that's a, that's a situation to stay away from. I don't mind taking a flyer on a guy like I like a Coleman or a McKinnon. And spoiler alert, going for ships took two San Francisco running backs. So if you do it like that, then it's okay because you can just sit back and see which one emerges as the guy. You just got to hope that it doesn't stay like a 50-50 split or a 33-33-33 split because if that happens for the whole season, it's going to be unbelievably annoying owning one of those running backs. Um, the Daryl Henderson, A-Hood drafted Daryl Henderson. Uh, <laughs> that, that, really, uh, that really fucks Whitehead <laughs> pretty hard. But this is what happened with Whitehead. He went tight end early at Kelsey at two. And then he came back and he went three receivers in a row with Diggs, Cooper, and Alshon. Now, Diggs and Cooper, we both really like. Alshon, I'm kind of out on. But he didn't get his RB2 until the sixth round. And he didn't go Henderson uh, Henderson there because you don't want Henderson to be your RB2. And then next thing you know, the next round is when Henderson goes. So you kind of got stuck in a tough spot. If I could go back, I probably would have took Alshon out and tried to go with a running back up there and then not take Lamar Miller and maybe go Henderson where you took Lamar. In hindsight, that probably would have been the play. But it's the game you play when you take uh, a uh, an injured running back and you try to get a handcuff. you got to make sure you come through and you're able to get him even if you have to overpay. So after, uh, after Tevin Coleman... Actually, no, where are we in the draft? After, okay, after Njoku, Fantasy God had Njoku at the 7-12, he followed up with Kareem Hunt at 8-1. Now, 
Now, I'm going to circle back to Kareem Hunt in a minute because I have some I have some takes on Mr. Hunt. I took Robbie Anderson at 8-2. Yellow Mike went Carlson Wentz at 8-3, followed up by Russell Wilson at 8-4. So we've got a mini quarterback run going here. Uh, kind of late in the draft since it's only 13 rounds. Then uh, Christian Kirk at 8-5. Ronald Jones at 8-6. That's your boy. Corlin Sutton at 8-7. Nikhil Harry at 8-8. DJ Metcalf at 8-9. So we got the probably the two best wide receiver rookie prospects going back to back. Mad Titan took Vance McDonald at 8-10. You took Sterling Shepard at 8-11. And then going for ships took Drew Brees at 8-12. Uh, yeah, Nikhil Harry and DK Metcalf, not DJ. Yeah. Uh, you got to get your Seattle receivers in order over there, big, big guy. Um, that's that's not a bad round either. I think. Um, see, I have I have a few teams in mind that uh, I really like the way the teams came out, and we'll get into that after we're done with the rounds. But I will say this though: getting Drew Brees this late, uh, that kind of. That makes going for ships have a pretty good squad, in my opinion. Um, the Sterling Shepard pick for me, I don't know if, uh, if anybody was paying attention in the chat. I, I had put my phone down, and the next thing you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, well, I guess Sterling Shepard. But, um, you know what, after looking at it, I'm not that mad. You know, he should have a better year. You know, he's the guy now. I know they got Tate, but, I mean, I, I think he's going to be the receiver one. Vance McDonald. Sleeper tight end right there. That that could work out. Ronald Jones, I'm not high on. All right, that's not my boy. That's your boy, first off. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I do like your Robbie Anderson pick. Kareem Hunt, I've gone on record saying that he may not even make the squad. Uh, I think that is Nick Chubb's team. I think Nick Chubb is going to run away with that starting RB1 spot. And uh, Kareem Hunt, I think, is going to be a non-factor. So I'm not that high in Kareem Hunt. I I, I have no intent, intention of drafting him. Uh, what do you think about Kareem Hunt? Uh, actually, I agree with you. I think I think Kareem Hunt is a lock to make the team, but I think that uh, Nick Chubb is going to be. I mean, Nick Chubb has what a ten-week head start, and Kareem Hunt isn't allowed to participate in any football activities for ten weeks. When he comes back, he's not going to be in game shape. He's he's not going to be physically ready to just jump into an NFL game ten weeks into the season. So I'm um, I'm out on Cream Hunt. I mean, this is a mock draft, so let's not look too too into it. But if this was a uh, a draft that we were gonna like play out, then if if it was a keeper situation, sure you can take Cream Hunt late and then just stash him if you want. But if this was a, just a redraft league, I probably wouldn't take Kareem Hunt. It doesn't hurt, hurt to take a flyer, but I'm just I'm out on him. I don't think he's going to be a factor at all this season. Um, I hate to say it, but Raz Merck with the Ronald Jones, I mean, you never know. He could be good, right? Now, he this is his third running back, so he really needs to get this pick right. He has Melvin Gordon and Derrick Henry. That's a solid one, too. And then he got a quarterback and a tight end on his roster already with three receivers. So Ronald Jones is his third running back. 
So you got to hope that that plays out and that he can be the RB1 over there for his team, which he was not last year. He couldn't leapfrog Peyton Bobber, which isn't a good sign. Um, I like how DK Metcalf and Nikhil Harry went back-to-back. I like how Nikhil Harry went one pick over Metcalf. So that was pretty cool. A-Hood with another nice pick there. Vance McDonald is a sleeper for me. I like Vance. You took Sterling Shepard at the 8-11. You said you put your phone down and it was kind of like an auto pick. I I might be in the minority here, but I am out on Sterling Shepard. A lot of people like Odell's gone. It's going to open up a lot of targets, and it will. It will open up targets. But Sterling Shepard, when he had success with Odell off the field, was because Sterling Shepard was in the slot. Now, Sterling Shepard is a really good slot receiver. The huge majority of his fantasy points all came in the slot. And when he went to the outside, he sucked. He couldn't create separation. He couldn't high point any balls. And he just had, he had very little success. And Eli Manning can't throw outside the numbers. Eli Manning can't throw it down the field. I mean, look at how frustrated Odell was because he, he wasn't getting the targets of the looks that he felt he should have been getting. That's because uh, at this point in the career, Manning just, he's, he's just not a good quarterback anymore. Now, I see why people are liking Sterling Shepard. They think he's a sleeper, and he could be. I could be wrong. But with Odell gone, Golden Tate's coming in. Now, Golden Tate is not an outside receiver. Golden, uh, I was going to say Golden State. Golden Tate is a slot guy. So Sterling Shepard is going to get bumped to the outside. And like I said, Sterling Shepard just can't perform when he plays on the outside. So I'm out on Sterling Shepard. I was I was uh, doing some research today, right? I saw I saw this guy. I don't want to say who it is, but he was really high on Sterling Shepard. Said he could even be a top 10 wide receiver this year. But I feel like you have to really crunch the numbers and look into it. You got to look at how Sterling Shepard performed as an outside receiver. You got to look at how Golden Tate is basically primarily a slot receiver. So that's just that was a little mini rant right there on how I'm out on Sterling Shepard. But uh yeah, so I didn't like that pick. Um I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get right into the next round. So going for ships, he took the Drew Brees at eight twelve. Then he came back with Marvin Jones at the nine one, and then it happened again. Not only did you take Jared Cook, but you took the first defense off the board at the 9-2 with the Chicago Bears. That is a little early for me. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> just just continue with the round and then I'll I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> All right, so after the Chicago Bears in the ninth round, it goes Corey Davis at 9-3, Jared Goff at 9-4, pairing Jared Goff and Robert Woods together. I see you out there, uh, Major Used. LaShawn McCoy at 9-5 to A. Hood. Uh, I hate LaShawn McCoy. Cam Newton at 9-6, Austin Eckler at 9-7, Devontae Foreman at 9-8, Peyton Bobber at 9-9, Geronimo Allison at 9-10, Greg Olson, oh, I took Greg Olson at 9-11, and Austin Hoopa, Hoopa at 9-12. All right, so I like the Eckler pick because Resmark has Melvin Gordon, so that's a smart handcuff right there. 
because Gordon's another one. He he gets he tends to get hurt a lot. Uh, the golf in the woods combo that that's pretty nice. Uh, I think I don't know how I feel about Lashawn McCoy this year. I think um, I mean he's the fourth he's the fourth running back on Ahood's team. Uh, why not take him this late? You know what I mean? Like out of all the running backs you're looking at, I'm fine with taking McCoy this, at this point in the draft. Uh, uh, well, let, let me stop you real quick. You know why you don't take LaShawn McCoy there? Why is that? Because your RB3 is already a handcuff. And now your RB4 is essentially going to be unplayable. Well, I mean, yeah, he could have taken a running back earlier in the draft, but he didn't. So at this point, I'm fine with getting McCoy. I mean, the, the guy's one of the one of the better running backs of the last decade. So I say screw it, take a chance on him. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? He's just going to be on the. He's a, right now. If you're taking a guy this late, you're not really taking him to to be a starter. You know, it's like flyers or depth. So that's decent depth for having a shallow stable of running backs, in my opinion. Uh, I like the Cam Newton pick. Dante Foreman is a guy I'm very high on. I think he could wrestle the job away from Lamar Miller, so I love that pick. Uh, Geronimo Allenson, uh, I mean, pretty much any receiver in Green Bay is going to be productive, but um, he wouldn't be my choice there. Uh, I like your Olsen pick if he can stay healthy. Uh, now, the Chicago Bears. All right. So... As I just stated, at this point in the draft, it's like for depth and flyers and, you know, people that you may not see that you're starting lineup. Well, I took the Bears defense because they have Khalil Mack. The guy is going to get you sacks. He's going to give you points every game, guaranteed. I can roll with the Bears every week and not give a shit who they're playing. I don't have to, like, I, I know you love streaming. I used to stream defenses too. And if I miss out on the Bears or, and there's not many defenses that really I compare, I mean, streaming's okay. It's an option and it works. But if you can pick that one defense and just have to worry about one week, the one by week they have a year and just let them roll and dominate, I'm totally comfortable taking him in the ninth round. I, I guess, uh, like you said, I'm a I'm a streaming defense player, so I, I wouldn't take a defense and that early. I usually don't take a defense until probably the last round. Kickers and defenses are essentially like the same thing for me. So I just had to give you some shit for taking Chicago at the nine two. In the chat when you made that pick, I even called you out on it. And I thought that that was the one. I thought you said you left your phone down for the Shepherd. I thought you left your phone down for the Chicago Bears too, since they were really close to each other. Um, like I said, the McCoy, I don't like the McCoy. I don't like McCoy this year. He's unbelievably washed. He doesn't have it anymore. I had him on one of my teams last year, and it was the most heartbreaking thing ever because I didn't draft him, and I was wary of him last year. But I traded for him because there was a lot of hype that there was a possibility he could get dealt to Philly at the trade deadline. And I was like, you know what? That could be a good flyer. Let me trade for McCoy because he's been having a really bad year. And I traded for him, and I wasn't able to – not only did he not go to Philly – but I wasn't able to use him at all because he was virtually unusable. He's another year older. 
He has even more miles. The Buffalo drafted a rookie running back. I just I don't see it for McCoy this year. So I don't like McCoy, but it's also with the structure of A Hood's team. I don't think McCoy was the right pick. Looking back at it, um, let me ask you a question: Would you rather have McCoy or Ronald Jones? Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, probably McCoy. To be honest with you, I don't like Ronald Jones at all. I don't like Peyton Barber. I don't like. The, I don't like Tampa's. I haven't liked the Tampa Bay running back since Doug Martin. See, I I'd be the other way. I'd actually take Ronald Jones easily over McCoy. Give me because these are all flyer picks, like you said. Give me a young running back that has the potential to to have a breakout over the old man who can't even fucking walk. <laughs> so I, I don't like. I don't like the McCoy pick. I like the Cam at 9-6. We just did the quarterback episode. Cam Newton, like I said, if he plays 16, he's finished no worse than the QB4, which is uh, is very good. And getting him in the ninth round, you can't complain with that. The Foreman pick, uh, that could be good. I mean, we'll have to see. Lamar Miller is kind of like over-reliable. Like he doesn't, he doesn't, when you watch Lamar Miller in Houston play, he doesn't impress you at all. He's like the epitome of run for three yards and just fall down. And he's safe, but he's not great. So Foreman, I think, is more explosive. So we'll see if maybe he can get in there and wrestle some of the carries away. So that's a good late-round flyer pick. Peyton Barber, I mean, who knows what's going to go on with Tampa. Like, I don't think Peyton Barber is going to be the RB1 for them. I actually think they are going to hand it over to Ronald Jones this year. Geronimo Allison at 9-10. Um, Allison looked good when he was playing last year, but with all the news that Marquez Valdez-Scanling is going to be the wide receiver two over there, I probably would have took Scanling over Allison, to be honest. But if you like Geronimo, then by all means go Geronimo. I took Greg Olson. That's another risky one. But if the guy can play 16 games, if that foot is finally healed, then I think Olson can get back into the top five tight end category. So, uh, yeah, I oh, also I like the Austin Eckler, um, Melvin Gordon pairing. That's a smart pairing. I like that. So let's get right into the next round. So we're going into round 10. And Fantasy God, after taking Austin Hooper, he came back around with Golden Tate at 10-1. I took Carlos Hyde at 10-2. D.D. Westbrook at 10-3. Uh, Devin Singletary at 10-4. Curtis Samuels at 10-5. I like that one. Emmanuel Sanders at 10-6. Jalen Samuels at 10-7. Deshaun Jackson at 10-8. Uh, Smith at 10-9. Fitzgerald at 10-10. You took Scanling at 10-11. And then going for ships took TJ Hawkinson at the 10-12. Uh, yeah, so like you were just saying about uh, about Scanling, I, I, I like him better than Allenson. Uh, by quite a bit. So I was happy to get him there. Uh, I mean, I, w- I honestly would have took him over Sterling Shepard, but like I said, I missed that pick, so it auto-drafted for me. Uh, getting Fitzy this late, I, I, that could be a steal. Um, you know, Deshaun Jackson, I think he could be he could be sneaky value here. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, that, that's a good pick too. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of decent... Receivers, Diddy Westbrook. The pick that stands out to me, though, is uh, you taking Carlos Hyde. 
I love Carlos Hyde. If anything happens or if Damian Williams doesn't pan out, I think Hyde could be a great fit in that offense. So that is a player I'm definitely keeping an eye on. And uh, going for ships, see, he he, he kind of got stuck with the rookie tight end. Uh, if you guys listened to our very first mock draft that me and Mark did together. Oh, no, no. The one we did head-to-head. I ended up taking Hawkinson, too. And I wasn't really confident with him being my tight end one. So, I mean, it's tough because he's going for ships has so much depth if you look at his squad. But your tight end, that is the the one the one uh, position that's pretty weak that I noticed. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean that, that that's a pretty solid round. There's a lot of receivers going in there. What do you think? Uh, pretty good round. I think the Hawkinson pick. I think that's just a product of waiting a little too long. Uh, nobody could expect a five tight end run in the sixth round. So it, tight end dried up really fast. Um, I like the Scanling pick. Like I said, I like him over Allison. Fitzgerald could be a thing with Kyler Murray. Deshaun Jackson, I love Deshaun Jackson as a late-round flyer this year. Back in Philly, Wentz is healthy. I think D-Jax, he'll definitely have those boomer bust weeks for you, but hopefully he just happens to be in your lineup on the booms and not the busts. Emmanuel Sanders is an interesting one. Uh, he's still recovering from that injury last season, so we'll see if he can come back. Curtis Samuels, I like a lot. There's some rumors that they have Samuels uh, plugged in there as the wide receiver, too, over DJ Moore. I think it's going to be DJ Moore, but Samuels is getting some uh, some hype right now. And then I took Carlos Hyde for the reasons you stated. I mean, we don't know if this Damian Williams kid is actually good or not. We don't know how long he's going to hold the job for. Could keep it the whole season. He could lose it by the third week. So Carlos Hyde was just a strictly a flyer pick for me. Um all right, so let's go right into the 11th round. And I figure this will this will be the last round we talk about because after this, it's all kickers and defenses with the exception of one pick. So I'll just mention that. Oh, it was actually your pick. So we'll talk about your pick in the 12th, but everyone else is just a defense, so we'll just skip over those. Plus, it is after 2.30 in the morning, and I am exhausted. So let's fly through this last round. After TJ Hawkinson, it was Jarek McKinnon. So, like I said, going for ships, you got two of the San Francisco running backs with Coleman and McKinnon. That is a good strategy because, like I said, we can see which one becomes the guy. You took Alexander Madison. That uh, we'll, we'll get back to that. So, you took Madison. Um, at 11-3, Paris Campbell. 11-4, Kiki Cutie. That's pretty late. Um, 11-5 is the third running back for San Francisco, Matt Breda. Followed by Naheem Hines, Dante Moncrief. That was one that pissed me off. I wanted Moncrief there. 11-8, Jameis Winston. 11-9, Tyrell Williams. 11-10, the Rams defense. 11-11, uh, Devin Funches. And 11-12, Damian Harris. That's a good pick right there with Damian Harris. Uh, he could be a good handcuff to Sony. But, uh, I'm, I mean, like we said earlier, I'm hoping Sony stays healthy. I like Funches with uh, Andrew Luck over there. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Tyro Williams in Oakland, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Him and AB, that's a good little combo. I'm hearing Dante Moncrief is definitely going to be the receiver two in Pittsburgh. And he's he has a track record of being a pretty solid receiver. 
Uh, Hines is solid. Breda. I mean, it's a shame that there's so many running backs in San Fran. I think Breda is good enough to be the guy over there. But I mean, they just got Coleman. They got McKinney coming back. So that's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a committee they got over there. Um, yeah. So I took I took Alexander Madison. See, the thing is, I'm expecting Dalvin Cook to get hurt. And it sucks to say, because Dalvin Cook, we don't even know how good Dalvin Cook could be. This guy has so much potential, but he gets hurt all the time. And he gets hurt early in the season, it feels like. Um, So I'm basically banking that Cook's going to get hurt. That's why I took Madison there. Uh, You know, so it's good. It's good to... uh, to lock up, uh, you know, somebody else's handcuff if it's a player that is going to go down like Cook or Gurley. So that, I mean, I was surprised due to that is he was there that late. So I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, uh, one thing I noticed and wanted to bring up was that, well, one thing that I kind of like is the Marlon Mack owner, Army Life. He took Mack obviously, but he also took Naheem Hines very late in the draft. So he kind of got his handcuff also. Um, Hines is, as you guys know, he's the pass catching running back for the Colts. I don't think Hines is going to be involved all that much. I'm hoping Marlon Mack could could uh, get some kind of some kind of love in the passing game. But if he doesn't, then Naheem Hines is a pretty good backup. One thing I thought was pretty interesting was Kiki QT went in this round. He went in the 11th round. He went at at the 11 four. Major use took Kiki Cutie 11 4. Will Fuller, Rasmerk took Will Fuller at the 7 7. That is a big differential right there. The 7 7 to the 11 4. Is there really that much of a skill gap between these two injury prone receivers? I don't know. That seems like a big gap to me. I think I might rather have Kiki Cutie in the 11th than Will Fuller in the 7th. What do you think? Um. I do like I do like Kiki, but I'm a Will Fuller guy, and uh, the I mean they they're both good, but they're two totally different kinds of players. They're, like Kiki is definitely a slot guy. Uh, Will Fuller is a burner, and he's got some size, and he he has some good hands. I'm a Fuller guy. I, I'm I, I think that's a, an accurate gap in the draft for those two players. Uh, the thing too with Fuller is. Him and Deshaun Watson have a great, great connection. So when Fuller's on the field, he works very well with Hopkins. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a Fuller guy. I think Fuller's a better guy. I would take Fuller where uh, where he got drafted. All right. And then, uh, like I said, I like Moncrief a lot. Um, I actually didn't even realize he was still on the board at this point, or else I probably would have look to try to take him um all right then uh the 12th round it looks like there was only one a-hole that was since they took a defense so early made an actual pick and that was you kyle murray at the 11 12 um i said that that's going to do it for the mock draft so what we're going to do now is we're going to go through each team i'm going to read them off top to bottom so you guys can get a good idea of what the whole team looks like and I'm going to run through the team quick. And AJ, I want you just to give me a really quick, a really quick synopsis of the team. Tell me what you like and what you don't like. And just like an overall, how you feel about the team. Let's get it. 
Okay, so going for ships, he had the he had the number one pick. He got Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, T.Y. Hilton, Chris Carson, Cooper Cup, Jarvis Landry, Tevin Coleman, Drew Brees, Marvin Jones, T.J. Hawkinson, and Jarek McKinnon. What do you think? Uh, going for ships has one of my favorite teams in this draft. Having so basically, if you break it down like this, he's got Drew Brees at quarterback. That's that's good. That's very good. And you got Barkley, Chubb, and Carson flexed out, I'm assuming. That's a hell of a three-headed monster. And then you come back with T.Y. Hilton, Cooper Cup, or Jarvis Landry at receiver. And then you got Hawkinson at tight end. If the tight end was a little better, I think you may have waited a little bit too long for a tight end. Uh, but there was that random five tight end run in the sixth round. Uh, that he, That's one of my favorite teams going for ships. Okay, so I agree. I like that team a lot. Next up is you, you and Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Brown, Devontae Freeman, Sony Michelle, Tyler Lockett, Jared Cook, Baker Mayfield, Sterling Shepard, Chicago Bears, Marquez Valdez, Scanlang, Alexander Madison, and Kyler Murray. Um, I'm going to break down your team real quick. I love the running backs with McCaffrey, Freeman, and Sony. That is, that's definitely. Absolutely solid. Antonio Brown and Tyler Lockett. I like the receivers. I think Lockett is going to have a big year. Antonio Brown, we'll see over there in Oakland, but I'm still pretty high on him. Baker Mayfield, I mean, you got your guy. That's your quarterback. You like him a lot. Jared Cook. Um, yeah, next. Sterling Shepard. I uh, don't really like the Bears defense. You probably got the best defense you could have in Valdez Scanling. So, I like your team overall. I think it's really solid. You have nice receivers and running backs. And then you got a solid upside quarterback with an upside tight end. So I like it overall. I think your team's solid. Yeah, I'm pretty happy how my team came out. I think uh, I think the depth is pretty good. Uh, I like the Kyler Murray pick late. I didn't really uh, touch on that. But if Baker, you know, kind of has a sophomore slump or something, he doesn't really pan out. Or if Kyler Murray just starts balling out. I could either move on or just play matchups. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy how it went. Okay, so the Mad Titan got Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Adam Thielen, Andrew Luck, Kenyon Drake, Allen Robinson, Rashad Penny, Vance McDonald, Corey Davis, Larry Fitzgerald, and Paris Campbell. What do you think? Mad Titan definitely put together one of my – uh, honestly, going for ships and Mad Titan, maybe my two favorite – teams that got put together, you know, along with mine, but you know, I'll keep my my team aside. I love having uh, having Zeke, Fournette, and Drake flexed out. That is pretty silly. Uh, Thalen is, you should be, anybody with Adam Thalen should be comfortable with him being your receiver one, to be honest. I mean, he, w- he was a monster last year. Allen Robinson, he is definitely going to be going, he's going to be taking another step farther in that offense. Uh, he was he was coming from that ACL. I mean, that's a year removed, so he's gonna be fine. Andrew Luck. I mean, what can you say about that guy? He almost hit forty. Almost hit forty touchdowns last year. Uh, Vance McDonald, sleeper tight end. He got some depth, so I definitely like the Mad Titans team. Um, I absolutely love the Mad Titans running backs: Zeke Fournette, Drake. That that's as solid as it gets, really. Andrew Luck, I really like feeling like you said he's he's a safe 
wide receiver one. I think he'll be towards the back end of the ones, but he'll still be solid. Allen Robinson at the wide receiver two, I think that's a little weak. Um, we haven't really seen Robinson in that offense do really well. He's had some, he's had some uh, boom games, but he's had a lot of bust too. And I think Matt Titan would agree with me because he goes three wide receivers uh, in a row shortly after that with Corey Davis, Fitzgerald, and Campbell. I wonder if that's kind of like insurance for Allen Robinson in case he doesn't pan out. Overall, I think it's a good team. The running back makes up for some deficiencies for sure. But if you can get a solid wide receiver two out of Allen Robinson or Fitzgerald or Davis, then I think this will be one of the better teams for sure. So next was Major Used. He went Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Latavius Murray, D.K. Metcalf, Jared Goff, Ido Smith and Kiki Cutie. I like uh, I like this team too. I, I mean, I feel like everybody had you know, everybody knew what they were doing in this draft. Uh, I will say that uh, if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, having Kamara and Dalvin Cook, that is that's a hell of a duo right there. Um, I personally like flexing out a running back. I don't think you'd be able to do that with this squad. But having Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, and Chris Godwin, I'm assuming Godwin's flexed. That's pretty solid, too. Uh, O.J. Howard, a lot of people are high on him at tight end. I'm not that high on O.J. Howard, but, I mean, it's it's a tight end position. There's really only a few guys that are really you know, worth drafting early, in my opinion. Uh, D.K. Metcalf, high upside guy. Uh, Ido Smith could be good, too. I mean, Devontae Freeman gets hurt. Hopefully not, because he's on my team. But... That's not a bad little handcuff right there. So uh, yeah, uh, Midju's team is pretty solid. I, I just I'm not sold on who he's gonna flex out. Yeah, no, I um, I mean Dalvin Cook. I'm not really high on Dalvin Cook just because he hasn't been able to stay healthy yet in his professional career. Love Kamara, but if Dalvin Cook can play on on the field for 16 games, right, and he has Kamara and Cook with Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, and Chris Godwin the flex. I'm totally cool with Godwin in the flex this year. I think uh, I think Godwin's going to have a big year. And I am an O.J. Howard guy this year. I like O.J. a lot, so I, I feel really comfortable with that. Latavius Murray, I mean, I think he'll be productive, but I would never feel good starting him and Kamara together. Now, if something happened to Kamara, God forbid, Latavius Murray would be a great play in that way, so it's a good handcuff. But I wouldn't even consider flexing Latavius Murray. Like, Chris Godwin is the flex on this team, in my opinion. Next team is A-Hood. He goes DeAndre Hopkins, Damian Williams, Aaron Jones, Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Watson, Evan Ingram, Daryl Henderson, Nikhil Harry, LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, and Matt Burita. The Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, like we've said before, uh, is a phenomenal connection right there. Damian Williams... I'm not super high on, but if he does hold that job, he's going to be uh, definitely an RB1 easy. Aaron Jones, the same deal. If he can definitely hold that position, stay healthy, that could be another really good running back right there. So Hopkins and Cooks, that's a good duo at receiver. Evan Ingram is good if he stays healthy. And uh, I, look, I like the Henderson pick, locking up Gurley's handcuff, even though you don't have Gurley, that's smart. Because... Uh, I mean, if Gurley goes down or they limit his carries, like they're saying they may, you might get away with flexing Henderson. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Nikhil Harry, LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, 
Matt Burita, yeah, it's a it's a solid team too. Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson and Hopkins in the chat. I even called him out for having the best uh, the best quarterback receiver combo. Uh, I think mine is close to it with the Julio Matt Ryan, but I take Watkins and Hopkins if I could. Um, Damian Williams, if he can hold the job, then he'll be a sure lock for a top 10 running back. So I like that. I'm also high on Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones has the talent to be a top 12 running back. So we'll see if those two guys can get it done. Brandon Cooks is a solid uh, wide receiver, too, any way you look at it. I mean, the dude's consistent. He's a boomer bust guy, but at the end of the year, he always has pretty good numbers. Evan Ingram, I mean, people are high on him. He he could be good. I mean, he had a chance last year. He didn't do too much. My my knock on this team is the bench. I think Daryl Henderson, because you don't have Gurley, I think Henderson's going to sit on that bench and it'd be useless unless something happens to Gurley. Um, Nikhil Harry, I mean, we'll see with the Patriots. Uh, right now, everything is looking all signs go for Nikhil Harry. We'll see if Josh Gordon uh, comes back and maybe – uh, Harry doesn't get as much burn, but I like Nikhil Harry. I don't like McCoy. So having Henderson and McCoy as essentially your running back three and four, I don't like that. And Breda in that crowded backfield, I mean, you have two potentially great running backs, but if one of those two guys, if one of Damian Williams or Aaron Jones don't pan out, then you're going to be in a lot of trouble at running back. So that that's my one thing. I do like Deshaun Jackson, but like I said, I think running backs are a weakness on this team. You have two potentially solid ones. That's my knock. I mean, McCoy and Henderson on the same one. That's that's risky. All right, Army life is on the chopping block. Let's see what you got. Le'Veon Bell, George Kittle, Marlon Mack, Kenny Galladay, Mike Williams, uh, James White, and my draft board disappeared. Okay, so James White, Dante Pettis, Cortland Sutton, Cam Newton, uh, Jalen Samuels, and Nakeem Hines. All right, so you're going to roll with Cam at quarterback, Le'Veon and Marlon Mack. I'm assuming flexing out James White. That's a pretty good three-headed monster right there. Uh, not big on tight ends this year. Uh, so Kittle on the second. I, I probably would have definitely tried to get uh, a better receiver maybe. Definitely would have got a better receiver over Kittle. Uh, Galladay, yeah, I'm not that high on. Mike Williams, I am high on. Um, you know, you do have some upside guys at receiver like Pettis and Sutton, but I uh, I think I would have swapped out Kittle. And, I mean, I you you could have took Antonio Brown, T.Y., Thielen. I, I would have rather had, if it was my team, a receiver there. But, um... Yeah, I mean, Bell, Bell was – that might be my favorite pick of the draft, honestly, taking him six. That's a statement. So, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about Army Life's team. Um, I like Army Life's running backs. I like Bell and Mac. As you guys know, Mac is my guy. I like Mac a lot. I like George Kittle a lot too. So, I like the first three picks with Bell, Kittle, and Mac. Unfortunately, you feel the repercussions of the Kittle in the second with Kenny Galladay and Mike Williams as your wide receiver one and two. That that's concerning because I don't know if I don't think either of those guys are going to be top fifteen wide receivers. Now, I mean, you got Cam Newton, so that's good. If this was my team, I'd definitely be looking. It hurts to say, but I'd be looking to try to package 
some kind of deal and getting upgrading a wide receiver. Uh, maybe maybe if you package like James White with the Pettis, if Pettis it comes out of the game, looks pretty good, go with White and Pettis and try to trade and get a better wide receiver one in there. But I do like the Bell-Mac combo and the Cam Newton at the 9-6. It's, that's a really good value. Um, all right, Raz Merck. He goes Melvin Gordon, Mike Evans, Derek Henry, Julian Edelman, Aaron Rodgers, Eric Ebron, Will Fuller, Ronald Jones, Austin Eckler, Emmanuel Sanders, and Dante Moncrief. All right, so you're going to roll with Rodgers at quarterback. That That's good. You know, I'm not that high on him, but it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. Melvin Gordon, Derek Henry. I like that two-headed monster. Mike Evans, Julian Edelman. I like that two-headed monster at receiver. Uh, I like Eric Ebron. So your starting lineup, I feel, looks good. But then the question I have for this team is, who are you going to flex out? Uh, could you throw Will Fuller in there? Ronald Jones? And the, the, flex, the flex worries me for this team. I feel like your quarterback, running back, receiver, and tight end is all solid. But then that the flex could make or break your team. So that's where I would be worried with this team. But overall, it's a pretty solid team. I agree. I like the team. Uh, I mean, again, it's going to come down to the flex. I mean, Fuller, is he going to stay healthy? Ronald Jones, is he going to be the RB1 over there? So you'd have to give this a week or two, and then you could probably figure out the identity of this squad. But Raz Merck did pretty good altogether. Next up is John Solo. He goes Devontae Adams, Juju Smith-Schuster. Carryon Johnson, Tyree Kill, Mark Ingram, Hunter Henry, Royce Freeman, Christian Kirk, Devontae Foreman, Curtis Samuels, uh, and Jameis Winston. Uh, this team, I I like this team too. I mean, Devontae Adams and Juju at receiver is very strong. Uh, and then if Tyreek Hill, say he has a four-game suspension or some, even a six, you know, it, you you have a good enough team to, you know, go three and three or, you know, maybe go four and two. Uh, and then you get Hill. That team is... Dangerous. So, I mean, you can look at it. Kerryon Johnson and Mark Ingram. I think Mark Ingram is good enough to be an RB2 this year. Easily. I mean, a, a lot of the mock drafts I've been doing, if I don't get Sony, I try to flex out Ingram. Uh, but Kerryon and Ingram, that's a good combo. Say Tyreek Hill comes back early. You flex out Tyreek Hill. And then you go Hunter Henry, who I'm very high on at tight end. And then, I mean, honestly, the one question mark I have for this team is probably the quarterback. With Jameis, I'm not a Jameis guy. Uh, but, I mean, if you look at all the quarterbacks that get drafted, there's still quarterbacks out there that can produce. Uh, maybe I'll trade you Kyler Murray. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, no, uh, I mean, John Solo, I think he put together a very solid team. I think the quarterback is probably the weakness on this team, though. Uh, I like this team, too. I think Solo did good. I, I'm a flaming Jameis guy. I'm all in on Jameis. I think he's going to have a good year this year. Um, this team, for me, it comes down to Tyreek. If Tyreek Hill only gets like a four-game suspension, and you can roll with the starting lineup of Jameis Winston, Carrion Johnson, Mark Ingram, Devontae Adams, Judas Smith-Schuster, and Tyreek Hill with Hunter Henry. I think that's an absolute squad. I think Carrion Johnson and Mark Ingram are both really high-end RB2s. You can get away with that, especially when you have a guy like Tyreek. If he comes back early, if you have a guy like Tyreek in your flex with Devontae Adams and Judas Smith-Schuster, I think this is one. I think this is one hell of a strong team. Because then your RB3, you have Royce Freeman, who I think 
is going to get more of a role this year in the offense. So I actually like this team a lot. Next up, we're going to Whitehead. Now, Whitehead has Todd Gurley, Travis Kelsey, Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, Alshon Jeffrey, Lamar Miller, Miles Sanders, Russell Wilson, Peyton Barber, Devin Singletary, and Tyreek Williams. Uh, I mean, going Gurley, it's 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 a risk. But if he does stay healthy, you basically have like the best back in the league. So it looks like you're going to be rolling with Russell Wilson at quarterback. I'm not that high on Russell Wilson this year. But again, like he had, he's going to do Russell Wilson things. He's going to have a solid year. I'm just not that high on him. Uh, Todd Gurley is a beast. Travis Kelsey is a beast. Stephon Diggs and Amari Cooper, that is a hell of a duo receiver. But the weakness on this squad is your RB2. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming with this team, you're going to flex out Jeffrey, which I'm not as low on Alshon as you are. I think uh, I think if I had to pick a receiver on that on Philly, I would go Alshon. Uh, not really willingly, but I w- that's who I would choose if I had to take one. Uh but yeah, the, the running backs are a weakness here. Lamar Miller shows signs of being a great, great player. But he just can't, he's not a good, I don't know what it is. He, he like, he's not a great starter. I, I wouldn't feel good with him being an RB2, maybe more of a flex. So, I mean, if I were you, I would try to be trading Alshon or or maybe bite the bullet and trade Diggs for uh, an RB2. But uh, yeah, running back, definitely a weakness on this squad. Yeah, man, wouldn't this team look good if it was last season? Having Todd Gurley, Travis Kelsey, Diggs, and Cooper. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like the 2018 fucking dream team right there. But for this season, Gurley is Gurley is risky. And then, like you said, the the running backs behind him with Lamar Miller, Miles Sanders, and Peyton Barber. Uh, the running backs are definitely a weakness of this team. I, I like Diggs and Cooper. I think that's a really solid one-two punch, but I'm out on Jeffries, like I said before. So, overall, I think this is a pretty good team. Um, there's definitely some flags and some question marks, but not bad. Yellow Mike had David Johnson, Joe Mixon, A.J. Green, Zach Ertz, Calvin Ridley, Darius Geis, Jordan Howard, Carson Wentz, Geronimo Allison, and D.D. Westbrook. Uh, this is another decent squad. Getting D.J. at 10, I love that pick. So you're rolling with David Johnson and Joe Mixon. That is a sick duo right there. Then you get A.J. Green, just straight sniped him away. <laughs> and then you pair him up with Calvin Ridley, who's a high upside guy. Uh, Zach Ertz, great tight end. Geis is an upside guy. Jordan Howard, uh, I mean, he, he's a, definitely a solid flex option. Uh, I think Wentz is going to come back, have a strong year. I like Didi Westbrook. Uh, this team is good. I feel like um, if I had this team, I would be trying to uh, get a better flex. Jordan Howard in the flex ain't that bad. I, I would be happy with that, I guess. But Calvin Ridley... I'm not really sure what to think with Calvin Ridley on my receiver too. See, I I absolutely love the start of this team. David Johnson, Joe Mixon, AJ Green, Zach Ertz. That that's like the makings of an all-star team right there. And this is what I was telling you guys. AJ Green the third is ridiculous. And Yellow Mike, dude, we got beef. Like you took Mixon and AJ Green. Those are my guys. 
Well, I mean, I passed on Mixon, so that one's on me. But you didn't have to do me dirty with AJ Green. Not like that. But uh, altogether, I really like this team. Um, the the wide receiver, too, with Calvin Ridley, I mean, eh. I mean, we'll see. Um, I don't feel too confident in that. I wouldn't feel too confident starting him every week. And then the flex. The flex out of this team is a fucking nightmare. Can't play guys. Not yet. Not right now. Jordan Howard, maybe. I mean, we'll see if he can hold the job from Santa's. I actually think that he'll hold the job for at least like the first four or five weeks. So Howard could be a solid flex to start, but we'll see. Then outside of that, I wouldn't feel good flexing Allison or Westbrook, really. So I love the start. The first four rounds absolutely murdered it. Um, the rest of it was a little shaky, in my opinion, but I do like the Wentz pick in there. So all in all, I like the team. Next up was mine, my team, uh, James Conner, Julio Jones, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Sammy Watkins, DJ Moore, Matt Ryan, Robbie Anderson, Greg Olson, Carlos Hyde, and Devin Funches. All right, I'm going to break down your team. All right. I like the James Conner pick. I, I mean, it sucks. DJ, she just missed on David Johnson. James Conner is a very good running back. Julio Jones falling to you in the second. That's, that's craziness. Uh, so you start off great. Two rookies, though, back-to-back. That's too ballsy for me. I, I, I mean, that's tough. You're going you're gonna to be flexing out a rookie, and your RB2 is going to be a rookie. Uh, that is, that's tough. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I would probably be starting DJ Moore for Sammy Watkins. Uh, Matt Ryan and the Julio connection is really nice. Robbie Anderson is a high upside guy. Greg Olson's a very solid tight end if you see us healthy, and Carlos Hyde's good too. And I like the Funches pick, so you do have a good team, but the red flags are waving pretty severely with these uh, two running backs that are going to be starting every week. Yeah, I mean, obviously I like the team. Uh, I definitely put my nuts on the table with going the two rookie running backs back-to-back, but... I mean, I feel confident in Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery, so I feel a little better about having those two as my RB2 and my flex than some of the, some of the other guys out there might feel. Um, I love the Matt Ryan-Julio connection. Like I said, that's probably second and only second to Hopkins and the Watson connection. Um, I would play Sammy Watkins over DJ Moore just because Watkins without Tyreek Hill for the first four to four to ten weeks, however long it's going to be. I think Watkins could be an absolute murderer with Mahomes. Um, Greg Olson, I mean, if he stays healthy and on the field, he should be a top five tight end. That seems to be the status quo when he's healthy. Robbie Anderson's a good upside guy. Carlos Hyde, that's a, that's a flyer later. I like Funchess with Luck. You know, uh, Funchess is a big time, oh, he's a big red zone guy, so Luck could find him if he gets a connection with him in the end zone. Altogether, I really like the team. My knock on my own team would be the two rookie running backs. I mean, I'm totally cool with having a rookie running back on the team. Having having both of them is risky, but that's a risk I'm willing to take. I'd feel pretty confident going into the season with this team if it was a real draft. Um, Okay, so next up is Fantasy God. The Fantasy God has Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, Philip Lindsay, Patrick Mahomes, Tariq Cohen, Tyler Boyd, David Njoku, Kareem Hunt, Austin Hooper, Golden Tate, and Damian Harris. All right, so Fantasy God, in my opinion, has the best receiving duo. 
Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham Jr. That's craziness. I, I like that move. I mean, I'm a I'm a running back heavy guy, but I mean, if those two guys were sitting there, I, I it would be hard for me not to do the same. Uh, but by doing that, Philip Lindsay as an RB one, I'm not sure how I feel about that, and I'm not sure how I feel about Tyree Cohen. So, I mean, get Mahomes is, is clutch. Mahomes is gonna lead this team. Uh, I like the Tyler Boyd pick, and I like Njoku, but um, I just think running back is a weakness on this team. All right, well, let me ask you this, right? Hypothetically, if Fantasy God went Michael Thomas, Odell, and then the next back-to-back he had was Philip Lindsay, Patrick Mahomes, okay? What if, how would you feel if he skipped on Philip Lindsay? No, you don't give him Philip Lindsay. How would you feel if he skipped out on Patrick Mahomes at the 4-1 and instead he went with David Montgomery or Sony Michelle or Chris Carson? If he went with one of those three running backs over Mahomes and then waited a few rounds and took Baker Mayfield to pair with Odell, would you feel better with Baker, Odell, and Sony? Or do you feel better with Patrick Mahomes, Lindsay? Which one do you like better? I mean, honestly, I'm... I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you like Mahomes, Mahomes and Lindsay, or would you rather have Baker and Sony? I would keep Mahomes. I'm fine with Mahomes going in the beginning of the fourth. That's fine. I would swap out Lindsay for for Sony or Carson, in my opinion. So, so if he had Michael Thomas, Odell, Sony, and Mahomes, that's like that's where you finish. Like that's the team that's like that's where you get your nut. Well, I mean, you start, you got Mahomes at quarterback, and then Michael Thomas and Odell. That's going to lead you to victories right there. So, I, I just I'm not liking Lindsay at RB one. So, you put Chris, you know, Chris Carson. I think I would take over Lindsay, and I, I would be more comfortable if he was my RB one. Yeah, no, I hear you. And with that, I mean, that's that's a very in-depth breakdown of just a mock draft. But this was a listener mock draft, so we wanted to really break it down for you guys. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that breakdown. Again, we're going to be doing more of these mock drafts in the future. And also, we're going to be doing some real drafts in the future. So if that's something you guys are interested in, make sure you guys are letting us know in the Facebook group, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Uh, this was a lot of fun, AJ. Did you have fun doing this? Yeah, it was definitely fun breaking down everybody's team. Uh, big thank you to everybody that was involved in this. Uh, you guys filled up that draft room very quickly, so we appreciate we appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it was fun. We're definitely gonna do it again soon, guys. Yeah, I think the draft was only posted up there for like not even five minutes, and it filled up already. And then once it filled up. I had people hitting me up like, dude, like, what the hell? Like, there was no notice. And I mean, that was kind of our fault. I was at work on uh, on the Sunday, so I couldn't do anything until I got out. And as soon as I got out, as soon as it was posted, it basically already filled. So big shout out to you guys for, for filling it up so quickly and staying active throughout the whole draft and keeping the chat room popping. It was a lot of fun. Definitely makes us want to do it again. Uh, let us know. Let us know in the comments on the Facebook or any of the social medias. Let us know how you feel about our uh, in-depth breakdown. Let us know if you agree or disagree with 
any of your picks and let us know what you thought of our reviews of your whole team. Um, I think that's going to do it. I mean, it's after three in the morning. I'm absolutely beat and I have to have a dentist appointment in the morning, which I'm dreading. So I think we should end the show there. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for bed. This is uh, it's been a, a little bit longer episode anyway, so I think we should call it here and uh, another great episode uh, if you ask me. All right, so let's get the hell out of here.